This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back to Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. us now on the Roman Guest Line to talk all things NHL playoffs. Chris Peters of the Daily Faceoff. And, uh, and Chris, a lot to react to last night. A lot to spin forward here uh, with these series. But last night, Hurricanes 5-2. Over the Bruins, the only team to go up 2-0. Let, let's hit that one, then we'll get to the splits and kind of these series as you see them. But uh, Carolina up 2-0, what, what do you make of that team and that series right now? Yeah, you know, it's it's not really all that surprising to me. I just think that that Carolina team has been, you know, kind of a steamroller when when they get going. And and they play very well on home ice, and they've, they've got a great home crowd. And, you know, I think for the, the Bruins, the, the question coming into the tournament in terms of the playoffs is, you know, would the goaltending hold up? You know, they've, they've had to Rask for so many years, and now it's, you know, Linus Olmark and, and Jeremy Swayman, and Olmark really hasn't been up to it uh, to be, you know, to be the guy to backstop them. They need, they need saves, and uh, Carolina just has kind of a, a deep, the, the depth that they have, the, the speed that they have. Uh, I think they've been the faster, better team over the course of those two games. And, you know, I, I just think that they've, they've kind of been on this trend over the last couple of years where they've been, you know, trying to learn how to win at that level uh, and going up against a veteran team like the Bruins. And, you know, it's certainly not the, the Bruins of the, of the, you know, the mid, the, the 2010s and, and of that, but it, it's, it's still a really good team with a lot of high quality players. And I just think that Carolina has, over these last couple of years and the playoff disappointments they have had uh, has really learned how to, how to, you know, kind of step on the throat a little bit. And that's what we've seen over the first two games. Chris, the autoplay of all autoplays hits again last night. We had Tampa Bay as an underdog at plus 115. Three playoffs off a loss now, 16 and 0. When you look at that, do you think there's something to the Lightning coming together? after they lose and uh, a great bounce back spot for them? Or you just say, yeah, people are making a big deal about it, but of course they're not going to lose two straight playoff games because they're really good. <laughs> yeah, they, they are really good. I mean, that was, that was absolutely automatic last night. I mean, you know, you, you, to, to get, to get kind of rolled in the first game, you, you just know that it's not going to happen two times in a row to that team. It's a two time defending champions. They've, they've just continually been, a team that responded and the depth of that team. I mean, you knew Nikita Kucherov was not good in game one. You knew that wasn't going to continue in game two. And of course he scores a big goal for him. 
you know, they, they get a good performance out of Andre Vasilevsky. Um, and, and really, I mean, you know, just up and down that lineup, when you, when you match those two teams up, you're like, well, this is, this is a terrible draw for Toronto. It's a terrible draw for them because this is a team that's, you know, pushed themselves to, you know, new heights in the regular season and certainly have the star power and the depth and, and everything. They haven't necessarily had the goaltending and they didn't have it, you know, again last night. And, and so, but then you've got this two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. It's like, okay, we got Stan Coach coming off of a career here. you got, you got Hedman, who's still an all-world defenseman. You've got Vasilevsky, who remains one of the best goalies in the league. And that's not to mention Kucherov, Point, and all the other guys that have contributed in a major way. So, um, I, I just think that, yeah, it, it comes down to experience and, and depth. And now that the series shifts to Tampa, I mean, you, you've got the Maple Leafs on their heels. So, you know, I, I, I think that's going to be a real fascinating game three. You know, I really think that the, this was Tampa's way of, of kind of flexing the muscles a little bit, saying, okay, the, you know, that you, you got the first one, but the rest of this is going to be a war. And uh, it certainly looked that way in game two. Chris, I'm curious your thoughts on Mike Smith. It seems he heard all the criticism, 11 straight playoff losses. Um, they go ahead and shut out the Kings to even the series. What's your assessment on the, on his performance and just that series now that it's tied up? Yeah, well, a, a great performance and a huge bounce back because I think there were a lot of fingers being pointed at him after the game one loss and, and the decisions that he made with the puck and um, you know putting himself in a bad position and, and causing you know essentially not not single handedly losing them the game, but certainly having a, a pretty significant contribution. The thing that I'd say is is I think that you know when I look at Mike Smith, I don't, I still don't, you know that that was a great performance, but I I think that's a one game thing. Um, I I don't anticipate. You know, consistency has been a huge issue with him. He's an older goaltender. Um, you know, he's he's had had to deal with injuries this year. You know, if that's the guy that you're hanging your hat on in terms of, you know, who can lead you in the playoffs, you know, I, I feel like game one was a better indication than game two. Um, so I'm still not a huge believer in, 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 the, in the Oilers going far in the playoffs, but I certainly think that that was a huge game for them to, to you know, reestablish themselves in terms of, you know, McDavid and, and Dreisaitl getting really active in, in the offensive game and, and pushing the pace. And, you know, we even saw McDavid get especially, uh, especially physical in that game, took a penalty and, you know, but, but also still, you know, he was, he was delivering some hits and he was, you know, playing hard on the four check and doing some of the things that, you know, people have said he needs to do more of. And so, you know, I think for, for me in, in this particular matchup, I think it favors Edmonton in terms of their, their speed and their scoring and their experience um, against a, uh, uh, a Kings team that, you know, certainly has some of those, those core players still from their Stanley cup days where like quick and, and, and Kopitar and Brown, but really, you know, I think it's all going to be about, it's going to be less about Mike Smith and more about the, the Connor McDavid's and Leon Dreisaitl's because I do think that those guys are capable of carrying them, you know, on, on a deeper run in spite of the goaltending, which I, I don't have a ton of faith in. Chris, let's look to tonight. Penguins Rangers. It, it might be my first, my favorite first round Tight kind of coming in with the odds, and the Penguins take game one in triple overtime. Do you see some value now flipping back to the way? We we talked about this on the show last week when it came to the first round of the NBA playoffs, that if you think a team could win the series or it's kind of a toss-up, after they lose game one, maybe you jump on it because all of a sudden you're getting plus money. Rangers plus 134 to win the series. Do you think that's worth the bet? And, And just what do you think of these two teams after a triple overtime game in game one? Yeah, you know, I, I certainly my, my faith in the Rangers is shaken a bit because I thought the Penguins really 
dominated the possession. They certainly had the advantage on the shots on goal. Um, and the, the difference between the two teams is you've got, you know, Igor Shosturkin in the net. And now it is expected that Louis Domingue, who had to come in in relief, is going to have to start game two. That flips the series, in my opinion. I mean, I really don't think that, you know, he played great in those, those you know, basically a period and a half. And, you know, he's only had two ever playoff games, including that one, the last one. And so, you know, I think that that's absolutely something worth jumping on because the goaltending situation, we, we don't know if Casey DeSmith is going to come back in the series. Not only that, he was already the backup. And I didn't have a ton of faith in him to play, even though he played pretty darn well until he got injured. And it sounds like it's going to be a groin injury and he's going to be out for a bit. So, you know, with the goaltending shifting that way, I think that does, you know, that gives me a little bit more uh, faith in the in the Rangers, even though they, they've got dominated a little bit on the possession side of things. And, I mean, I'd ride Igor Shosturkin all day just because I think he is one of the best goaltenders in the league. He's, he's young. He is, uh, you know, just – uh, an outstanding player. He's going to win the best the trophy this year. I mean, just a, just a tremendous talent and a guy that I think, you know, he could be the difference for them, not only in the series, but in, in a potentially deep run, but they're certainly going to have to play better than they did in game one. And I think they have the offensive players to be able to, to contribute. And yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty darn good value play, especially given the, the Penguins goaltending situation. As, and I'm sure that that'll move a bit as that becomes more clear. Chris, before we get to the rest of tonight's card, just kind of big picture on totals and what we've seen uh, so far, just three days into the playoffs here. Usually when you think playoff hockey, you think unders, you think lower totals. Not as much the case this year. And last night of the four games, the over hit in three of them. Why do you think scoring's up? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, it's been up all year. You know, it's, it's kind of been the trend all season. We've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of scoring. Um, you know, I think that there's, I, I, I'm not entirely sure exactly how it all seemed to be this year in terms of why it's up so much, because you know, I think we've got a lot of good goaltenders in the league, maybe not as many of the, you know, the high, high end guys as we've had in years past where, you know, maybe there's six or seven guys that you'd say, okay, I, you know, I take him over anybody. Um, and then the rest is just kind of take it or leave it. But you know, I think, I think it's especially in the East, you know, those teams have just played that style all year. It's been run and gun. It's been up and down the ice. It's been, you know, pretty loose. And, you know, I think part of it is, you know, just the, the way that the, the, the league has been going in terms of the emphasis on skill. Um, you know, I don't think it's necessarily something where, you know, we're seeing a ton more power plays and, and things like that. Although I do believe that the, the penalties have, have been up and that's created opportunities on the advantage for the, for the teams, but, you know, it, it is something I think, you know, you look at certain series and you say, okay, well, that Calgary-Dallas series probably isn't going to be terribly high scoring, but a lot of the other ones, um, you know, are teams that, that scored quite a bit this season. So, um, yeah, I would say that basically, you know, the way things are going right now, 
Uh, it, especially in this postseason, and it has been surprising to see that you know the, the the fact that you could, you know, there are a couple of puck line plays out there, there are a couple of overs out there where all of a sudden you know you 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 wouldn't normally play those. I don't think in in, in a playoff situation just because of, there's such an emphasis on goal prevention. But it just seems like the trend of the regular season has continued into the playoffs. I'm curious who you have in the Stanley Cup final and value in either the Eastern or Western Conference. Uh, yeah, so I think I think that the value lies in the in the West because of how difficult it's going to be to get through the East. And so when I did my bracket, you know, like everybody's doing, you know, doing your bracket and figuring out, you know, I, I ended up with Calgary and Florida in the final. Um, and I did pick the Panthers to win. Now, of course, they lost. They they, they made some big mistakes in their game against Washington in Game One and. That doesn't give me a whole whole ton of faith in, in them, but you know, and I, I'm definitely uh, concerned about uh, you know whether Sergey Bobrovsky is going to continue to play at a high level or whether he falls apart and if they have to go to Spencer Knight and there's a lot of different things there. But um, you know, the, the big thing for me and the reason that I picked Calgary coming out of the West and why I think there's value in the West is I don't think there's anybody in that conference that's close to Cal- Colorado or Calgary in terms of the talent level and the way that they play. Calgary is the more defensive of the two teams where they're able to, you know, they're, they're one of the best teams when it comes to goal prevention. I also think they have a better goaltender in Jacob Markstrom. I take him, you know, over Darcy Kemper. So, you know, Calgary is a team that I've been kind of zeroing in on because they have a, a dominant top line, all three guys that had 40 goals this season. Um, they have the defense, they have the style, they have Daryl Sutter behind the bench. Who's, who's been a defensive coach for a long time. Um, I just think that that's, that's the team to me that is built most similarly to the modern Stanley Cup champions. Think of the St. Louis Blues, the Washington Capitals in recent years where they're heavy teams. Um, and I also think in terms of when I'm looking at value, still Tampa is so enticing because of, you know, it's so hard to win three in a row. But you look at that roster and you look at their goaltender and you say, wow, you know, like that's, that's a team where I could definitely see making another run. It's just, do they have enough steam? Are they going to stay healthy enough? You know, those are all the questions we have to ask. But, you know, I look at, I look at Calgary and, and Tampa in particular in terms of value plays and, and as Stanley Cup champions. And even though I did pick Florida at the beginning, you know, some, sometimes you, you watch Tampa and you're just like, how, how can I pick against them? Um, so that's the other thing that, that is kind of out there. But those, those are the two teams and three, I guess, three teams that I've kind of zeroed in on as, as most likely to win. And, of course, you know, the way things are going to go in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's probably going to be none of them. But uh, I do like Calgary quite a bit because of that goal prevention element. You mentioned there at the end, Chris, kind of the unpredictability. That's the way the Stanley Cup playoffs are. Eight beat, eight beat ones. We don't blink an eye. Is there one or two things you do look for? Like like among the teams that you like, you just gave us a few there. Is it goaltending, five on five, how they came in, you know, how they were playing at the end of the regular season? What is it about the teams that you do lean towards, uh, a characteristic of those teams that, that are, are willing or are, you're willing to put your, your bets on? Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of when I look at the regular season stats, it's coming into a postseason. The things that I'm looking most closely at is, is goal prevention in terms of goal, goals allowed per game. Um, you know, and, and then that goes hand in hand with, you know, shots allowed per game. You know, what are the, who are the teams that can stifle teams defensively? Um, who has the best penalty kill? 
who has the, you know, I think special teams are important, but the penalty kill is particularly important. That's a huge stat that I'll look at over the course of, of a season going into the Stanley Cup final. The teams that have good penalty kills typically are the better defensive teams. They have, you know, they're, they're, they're also typically more the, the more uh, disciplined teams as well because they don't take as many penalties and that kind of allows their PK to, to, to thrive. So those are the types of things that I look for. And, and so goaltending is obviously a huge factor in that, but you look at a team like, you know, New York and they just give up so many shots where you're just like, you know, I don't know if, if Igor Shesterkin can do it on his own the whole way for, for 16 wins, you know, that's, that's what you need to get to. And so um, that's where I, I, you know, it's much more important to me where if the team doesn't allow a ton of shots on goal, the five on five play is obviously hugely important. You look at possession numbers, things like Corsi shot, you know, shot percentage, uh, shot attempt percentages, things like that. Um, but, but I think, yeah, it, it all comes down to which team can, can defend the best, um, especially now in this era of, high octane offense where you know teams like and that, that's why i have so much respect for teams like calgary who can really shut teams down and and play a heavier style game so i, I still think that that matters and so yeah so when i'm looking at goals against per game shots against per game five on five uh you know shot attempt total you know, percentages and things like that on the roman guest i will come back our lightning bets and home run prosper today on the betql network these Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.